just because the Dallas Mavericks are out of the playoffs and not in the second round doesn't mean the playoffs is over. In fact, the second round is just heating up. And just because the Mavericks don't have a chance to win at anything doesn't mean you don't. Because with DraftKings, you still have a free chance every day at tens of thousands of dollars with DraftKings play pools. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. The promo code is TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your gracious host, Maurice Williams, aka Mind of Reese, joined always by my brother in arms, Michael Bibbins, aka Bibbs. Uh, not sure if y'all can tell or not, but I'm recovering from uh, a minor cold that I had. So if I sign a little daisily or congested, not, not daisily. I said nasally. <laughs> I know what you said. I know how it sounded too. <laughs> <laughs> I sound a bit nasal. Clearly, my co-host uh, has no sympathy for my well-being. <laughs> um, hopefully, you all will. Uh, yeah. So you know, if I sound a little screwed up, just just bear with me, please. But uh, since you know how I'm feeling, how are you feeling, Bibbs? Huh? I'm pretty good. It's hot as hell down here, but other than that. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I just thought it was funny when you were talking about sounding nas- nasally, and you said said that word very nasally. It was great. <laughs> I'm glad this is funny to you. No, I, I, I appreciate you powering through. You're so brave. Hey, money will make you do a lot of things, right? So, <laughs> uh, I'm, I was kind of excited for this episode. I'm sure you were too. Uh. We don't get to do mailbag episodes often. I feel like we only did one other episode, right? If I recall, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to have to get creative with these every week since the Mavs are out of the playoffs (laughs) as we speak. And I'm pretty sure a lot of the questions that you all sent in will have a lot to do with why we're out of the playoffs, what we're going to do now that we're out of the playoffs, whose fault is it, who would you like to see on the team, uh, so we're going to try to get through these, uh, we're trying not going to try not to be very long winded with them. 
uh, because we both know bibs. I mean, we can do that. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So you want to get straight into it? You got something you want to say? You got some thoughts? No, the season is over. Uh, it's the off season. I'm excited to to talk about something Shout other than Cole. this team. I, every time I say it, I hear the beat. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember which one it was. Uh, applying pressure. Applying yeah. pressure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But um. But yeah, I'm excited. Let's let's get into these questions. So I know you. Uh, Probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment. Uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free... You can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. All right. Uh, First question. Uh, from at Locky R77. Uh, I don't feel like spelling it out, but you know who you are, sir. Uh, where is Optimus Bibbs and how is he feeling about the offseason? <sighs> <laughs> Optimus Bibbs is dead. He ain't had to say it like that. I'm sorry. Optimus Bibbs is, is no longer with us. There you go. Yes, uh, Optimus Bibbs is 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 buried. He's in the dirt, uh, underneath the ground, six feet deep, eating worms. Whatever you want to say. Um, he's socially distancing. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Uh, he he is uh, not coming back. So go ahead and cancel any plans you had regarding uh, some Optimus Bibbs return or whatever. Uh, as, as that's done. And as far as how he's feeling about the offseason, you know, I try not to speak for other people, but Optimus Bibbs probably thinks that we're getting Kawhi or something stupid like that. So, um, yeah, that, that's all I'll say about Optimus Bibbs. Uh, may he rest in peace. Or not. Um, <clears throat> next question from Sloki17. I believe this is one of our uh, 
Slovenian fans, correct? Most likely. I believe right. so. Uh, what Rick said when he saw Lucas' car parked on his spot yesterday. I'm guessing he's asking. Yes. I didn't I wasn't aware of this. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is something that actually occurred or not, but I can imagine in the offseason, Rick probably didn't take it that seriously. If so, um, <laughs> that's funny. I, I, yeah, I wasn't aware of this occurrence. So uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to answer that question. Uh, if it if it happened, you gotta. what would you think his reaction would be? I feel like he would probably make a face, laugh it off, and park wherever Luca was supposed to park. Yes, and then I feel like he would eventually get Luca back for it in some other form. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely gotta, definitely gotta get something. Bring it up, bring it up in uh, practice or something. Rick is a spiteful motherfucker. I can tell. (laughs) Oh man, yeah. What else you got? What else you got? All right, on to the next question. Mark Tep twenty five asked, "Do you see Tyrell Terry getting minutes next year, or do they trade him?" You want to take it first, or you? Uh, I see him getting minutes next year. I'm very excited about it. Um, It's something that's been on my mind a lot recently. Not even with just Tyrell Terry, but the rookies in general. Uh, It makes no sense to trade him because at the moment he has no value since Mm. he didn't play last year. Uh, We did trade Seth Curry to get him, so why not get the best out of him? Uh, play him this year, see what you like, see what you don't like, then move accordingly. But yes, I do see him getting minutes this year. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that's a tough one for me. I, I think not having any type of preseason warm-up for him and the rest of the rookies held them back in a Rick system as far as having opportunities to show what they can really do to him. Uh, and then, of course, he had the situation that kept him away from the team for a while definitely glad he was able to come back near the end of the season um as far as minutes next year we we have to see what our roster looks like uh i personally would hope for massive turnover and in that scenario us bringing in multiple guards that can actually play basketball um and if that occurs i i can't see him leaping over them unless he gains like 30 pounds or something ridiculous um yeah i I don't see him being in a position to get minutes if the roster improves the way i expect it to if the roster doesn't improve i can see him i can see him cracking a lot up you expect the roster to improve i have to i have to hope for the best and expect the worst with this team yeah right right I'm expecting the worst and hoping for the best. <laughs> Wait, isn't that what you just said? I mean, I said it in reverse, but I mean, right. you, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind I'll of a glass sure. half full, glass half empty type of situation. Yeah, I'm definitely glass half empty. Uh, That's fair enough. They've, they've definitely put us in that position. Plenty of times. Uh, next question from KBAM Sports. What rookie this year do you think gets the most minutes next year? All right. I think Josh Green is the easy answer for me. Um, He can't shoot the ball worse than he did this year, I don't think. And he seems like a worker. 
and he's going to get to play with the Australian team, even if he doesn't necessarily make the final roster. I know he's in the preliminary rounds right now. Even if he doesn't make the final roster, he's going to get to play with the Australian team. So he's going to have real competition to practice against instead of just being in a gym with some bums. Um, <clears throat> I expect his shot to improve physically. He's ready. Defensively, he's ready. Uh, he's got taken his lumps and sat through a whole year. He knows he can play in the league now. And so, yeah, I expect him to take a step forward. And based on even if we do bring in certain guys, I expect they're going to be looking for playmakers that aren't necessarily going to be great defenders. I would expect him to be a legit rotation player next year. Um, as for the other two, they're fighting to stay relevant at this point. Like I could see either Bay or Terry getting spot minutes here and there, but I can't see them having a regular rotation job like Green. Uh, my answer is exactly the same, Josh Green. I feel like that's the easy answer. Uh, he was the one who got the most minutes this year, and rightfully so. Uh, granted, we saw some spots where he played bad. We saw some where he played good. And I didn't even think about the fact that um, he'll be playing with the Australian team this year. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, hopefully, well, I'm not sure since he's playing with the Australian team, he may not be able to play in the summer league. Is that correct? Um, when is, well, I think summer league is in August. August, Right. So he, so if he depends on what's going on with Australia, uh, I don't know the schedule for the Olympics actually. All right. Well, regardless whether he plays in one or the other, he's going to have uh, plenty of chances to prove himself and actually play against some competition. Uh, also training camps will be back this year, like full training camps. So, I feel like that'll help him too. Rick will be able to see uh, more of Josh Green. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like Josh Green is an easy answer. Uh, another rookie I'm excited for. Right. And actually, I just pulled it up, by the way. Uh, yeah, they do overlap. The, I believe they both end the same week. I think uh, Summer League is the second through the seventh or something like that. Like It's that first week of August. And the Olympics end that first week of August for basketball as well. The men's tournament ends on the seventh. So maybe if he doesn't make the Australian team. Right. He'll at least have practice with them and then maybe he'll be able to come over to summer league. Uh, One way or another, he's playing ball this summer. So it's going to be good regardless. All right. Mike D'Antoni as, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Question was asked by Jay Montelli. Jose. Asked Mike D'Antoni as head coach. What's more impressive? Well, first of all, he asked two questions. So let's yeah. answer let's answer the first one first. Mike D'Antoni is head coach. Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> like y'all complain about defense now. Imagine come on. Y'all complain about defense now. And y'all complain about Luca having the ball too much. What do you think is gonna happen <laughs> with Mike D'Antoni as head coach? And knowing Jose, he was probably trolling with that question. <laughs> but yeah, my answer is hell no. I'm, I'm on the same page for the same exact reasons. Less said. Second question that he asked. And I know what this is referring to because we've had this argument. Well, not argument, but discussion before. What's more impressive? To never lose in the finals or to never get bounced in the first round? Excuse me. So do we want to answer that question on its face or... I'm going to answer it on his face. I know the players he's comparing, but I'm going to answer it on his face. And for me, it's to never lose in the finals. 
I agree. If you never lose in the first round, cool. Like, you know, that's fine. Nine times out of ten, that means you were a higher seed playing a lower seed. You're expected to win. Right. Like, you were were good. (laughs) You were good. You were very good. The first round is designed for the good teams to make it out. And if you lose in, if you never lose in the finals, that means you went up against the best competition from the other conference and you never lost. You finished. You're a closer. You That's all there is to it. Yeah. Like I would rather like look at it in any context. NCAA tournament. Would you rather have a coach that had ne- always got to the sweet 16 or a coach that never lost in the championship or the final four? Like, I would rather go further. When it's time for a Hall of Fame um, inductions, no one's going to say, this guy should get in the Hall of Fame. He never got bounced in the first round. What people right. will say is, this guy should get in the Hall of Fame. He never lost in the finals. That's all I'm saying. And when it comes to sports, all that matters is who won. Facts. Period. End of story. Moving on. <laughs> Next question comes from X Muzart. I'm not sure if I pronounce it correctly, so I'll spell Better it. Better than X- I would. X M U Z A R T. He asks two questions. One, what's the most important thing we have to do in the off season? It's mm. a very good question. Mm. I'm gonna let you go first. Oh, let me. Oh. oh man this is actually a very tough question because i'm gonna overthink it personally i want to say the most important thing we have to do i I don't want to like do a cop out and not answer specifically either most important thing we have to do is get luca a player that can carry the team if he's out or has a bad night or whatever the case may be, a player that we can give the ball to and expect them to get 30. Not hope that they can get 30, like THJ, but give them the ball, expect them to get 30, while also being able to run the offense if Luca's not there. And then when Luca is there, also be able to consistently get us around 20 while being able to split time on the floor and run the offense. So Luca can actually go to the bench and the team not fall apart. Okay. I'm going to go in the opposite direction. Mm. Realistically speaking, I don't think there's anyone on the market this off season that can provide that for us. Yeah. I think the most important thing is that we use our money wisely and not put it all into one person or one player, hoping that we get that. DeMar DeRozan. I think we should spread our money out in a smart manner. huh? So let the dollar circulate, okay. Get good specialists and role players on this team who help fit and suit Luka and even KP to an aspect. Because... Let's be honest, KP's probably not going anywhere, if we're being honest. I look at the Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell is that guy. Cool. Donovan Mitchell is the scorer. You know that. You know nine times out of ten, at the end of the game, Donovan Mitchell is the leading scorer for that team. You do not know 
every single night who's going to be the second leading score on that team. It could be Joe Ingles. It could be Bojan. It can be Jordan Clarkson. It can be Mike Conley. Why not go out in free agency and get role players around this team, around Luka, who can step up when needed? I think it's better to just rely on all of your role players to come together as a collective effort as opposed to saying, okay, Luka's out. Hey, you take the ball and take us home. It's a team sport. That's all I'm saying. Thank you, Donnie, for your contributions to the. Um, no, I was kidding. <laughs> I think I think that's the uh, the the approach that the Mavs have leaned towards. And here's what I'll say about that: I'm fine with the idea of loading up on tier three talent. That's fine. It doesn't even have. Well, I mean, I we guess it depends. It, on but in my eyes, we we don't have a two. And that's that's no, my don't. problem. But here's the issue. We don't have a two, but they our don't role have players to. suck. Yeah, we don't have a two or a three. I mean, you can say Tim Hardaway Jr. is a three. You can say KP is a three. In That's my, my thing. Any of them can be a two or three. <clears throat> That's how the Utah Jazz are. But I mean, they're 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 consistent threes. They they don't have the. They're not going to be anybody's two. What I'm saying is a competitive team. I, we need somebody that can be a two. Period. Who wants? On the Utah Jazz, no one's a solidified two on that team. Michael Conley. Michael Conley's not a solidified two on that team. You think Michael Conley is a three? They're winning with, yes. They're winning without Michael Conley right now. They're the number one team in the the, uh, the league for right. a reason. Right. Because, because they, they have, have a deep They have a, a one. They have a one. They have four threes. And then they have that two to put them over the top. Who's that two that puts him over the top? Conley. Conley is not that two. They're winning in, in the second thing, round. If you want to be honest, Rudy Gobert is the two. Okay, we could. I'm saying Rudy Gobert can be a two or a three in my, depending on what's happening in that. Mike game. Conley at this point in his career is a three. They're winning. They just beat the Clippers. But can he twice. elevate to a two? Can he elevate to a two? My thing is, all of them can elevate to a two on what outside roster? of Donovan. Oh yeah, 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 about, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm talking about specifically on that team, right? So that's the what way I'm that team is structured. There is no solidified two. Everyone on a single given night can rise up and be that two. That's what I want for the Mavs, realistically speaking. Right. With this offseason. now, so granted, we, granted. Hold on, you can say right. that about the players on our team, but can my you? thing is the players on this team suck. So. Let's go get actual good role players. Okay, okay. I I, I can I, I respect what you're saying. I think we're kind of saying the same thing okay. to a certain extent. We just okay. said it in a different way. Gotcha. Just making sure we're on the same. <laughs> we'll we'll get we'll get more detailed on this uh, as these questions go. I'm sure. Right. We'll get more detail on it as the as the off season goes along, as the podcast come along. So you know, yeah, we got to yeah. stretch some of this out so we can't give y'all everything. Of course, of course. All right. Next we'll question comes from. The- I think it was a part two. We oh, yeah, there was. Why the fuck is Donnie still here? Because <laughs> him and Mark are love buddies. I couldn't have said it better. Uh, I think that addresses it. All right. Next question. Comes from Cobble Pot Freeze. Nice Batman reference there. Should the Mavs <laughs> do the smart thing and fire Donnie Nelson? Who do you guys think would be an adequate replacement for him? Should they fire him? Yes. 
I felt like that for two years now, maybe three. Uh, who would be an adequate replacement? I don't know, honestly speaking. Like, I don't know. Let me take that. Okay. Professional franchises have agencies that do that, find that, find that replacement for them. So, yes, they should fire Don, Donnie Nelson and then enlist the work of whatever these agencies are that figure out who your candidates should be for these types of jobs. Mark Cuban knows that that's how the game works. And maybe Mark Cuban wants a yes man as his GM so that he can have influence over the team when he should probably take a step back. No Luca. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> But yeah, that's, I, I hate what people say. Who are you going to replace them with? Who are you just? I'm not in that position. But to act like it's not possible is annoying to me. And I'm not saying that Cobblepot Freeze was saying that. This is for those people. <laughs> you know who you are. Uh, th- to act like he's not replaceable is ridiculous. Everybody is replaceable in the front office of any team. Everybody will have to be replaced at some point in time for one reason or another. And that's that on that. Couldn't have said it better myself, right? Okay. So, next question comes from... Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Sylvie underscore Golik. I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly. Uh, I'm trying my best here. Spell it. Uh, S I L V I J E. I know Golik is correct because I might Golik, but yeah. All right. Question is You are here longer than I am, so I have to ask. I guess he mean like been a fan. Right. Is it possible that Donnie would say that BS about Luca without explaining to him first the reasoning or agenda behind it? Because I can only hope. That is agenda behind it, beneficial to the Mavs organization. What's your take about that? I get what he's saying here. Uh, right. Basically, saying there was intent behind the comments that he made, and would he have said to Luca first, "Hey, I'm gonna say this. It's not a shot at you. We're just trying to work something out here." Right. No. <laughs> I don't think Donnie did that at all. Uh, I'm not giving him that much credit. Uh, he's not an evil genius or some shit. I'm not giving him that much credit. Uh, Is there an agenda behind it beneficial to the Mavs? Absolutely, I believe there is. Right. But I don't think he took the time to say, hey, I'm going to say this. And no, I don't don't think that's the case at all. Really simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Same thing. Um, I don't think he had any conversation with Luca. And... I do think he said it for a reason, though. I feel like maybe they feel like maybe it's safe to talk about Luca in a critical way, but talking about anybody else in a critical way might make that player think they're getting traded or something. So or hurt their trade value. Or that too, because uh, um, they know Luca's not going anywhere, so they don't care what you think about him. Um, I don't think it was necessary. And by the way, some people may not be aware of the comments, so I'll add some context there. Uh, basically, in his exit interview, Donnie Nelson was asked about how the 
play how the series went and his thoughts and he basically said one the Clippers were a veteran team we ran into a veteran buzzsaw and they closed us out blah 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 even though we got put off the floor by two 24 year olds and Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard you know that's neither here nor there um and then the second part of his response was that Luca uh, um is a guy who thinks that he can and is right most of the time score on every play or do whatever he wants on every play and needs to or will get better as he grows and matures and I didn't like the maturity thing because it makes it sound like he's not mature in his game which he is uh basically as he matures he'll get better at picking his spots and getting his teammates involved and making sure he's making the best use of the guys on the floor with him so take that how you will I personally took it as him not watching basketball or watching the games um I personally in the past have been very critical of Luca picking his spots his rookie year last year always said he didn't pick his spots well but this year with his three-point shot improving um there were less moments where I said ah he should have run something or set something up like now when he pulls a quick three it's not as cringy as it used to be and for the most part in this series it was working and he goes away from it quickly if he knows if his shot's not falling he'll start spreading it around more so I I personally think he's done I could not criticize his decision making at all personally oh he's a dick okay so (laughs) at Luca Magia asked can y'all discuss this? Blake at Blake, well, at Lake with a B, shout out to homie Blake, had a tweet about um, Haralabob yeah. being in a power struggle with Mark and Donnie. Uh, something about analytics or something, and Mark is listening more so to him than Donnie and Rick. Isn't that what the tweet said? Something along those lines. Harala Bob is the analytics dude that they brought in to help them make decisions a few years ago. Uh, I'm not completely sure how you want us to discuss it, but if you want my opinion on it, I'm going to say side with the goddamn head coach and the idiot GM because I'm not (laughs) a fan of analytics running a team. I never have been. I love Moneyball as a movie, but no. <laughs> I, I hate the fact that a lot of sports has come down to what the analytics say. Fuck what the analytics say. Watch the game with your eyes. Right. Um, yeah, I agree that uh, unless the power struggle is between Mark and Donnie, all that's going to happen at worst is that we lose Haralabob, which I'm Again, perfectly fine with. I don't like numbers making decisions with basketball completely. So if the numbers told somebody something and Donnie said, eh, I watched this and this is how I feel about it, then by all means, the watching should probably overrule in the, most of those scenarios. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of going full analytics. You have to, you have to use your eyes because analytics can't tell you about a specific scenario like being down five with a minute to go and what is how is this player going to act that's you're not going to see that in some numbers 
And if you do, you don't, you may not have the full context. Who was guarding them? What were they doing? Like it's, it's too deep. You have to have everything. You have to know everything and, that, and the numbers aren't going to be able to give that to you. I'll shut up. Well, moving on. At DMAC421 asks, why doesn't someone in the Mavs organization try to get KP hooked up with dirt so that he can further develop his post game? Yes, he has been disappointing, but he is still young and it can definitely work out for us. I just feel like that opportunity and solution can be a really obvious one. I... I'm going to lead off with this one. Um, on paper, that sounds good. And yes, you are correct. KP still has tons of time to work on and develop his game. Uh, but that just because, you know, he's in the lab with dirt doesn't mean it's going to work. Bars. Uh, he has to actually want it. I'll take it back to the late 2000s. Uh, Patrick Ewing was an assistant coach on the Orlando Magic working with Dwight Howard on his post game. Dwight Howard did not develop a post game. Mm. He's, there's a Hall of Famer right there helping you. Didn't work. I'm just saying. it. Sometimes it just, it's just not there. Both people have to want it. If KP doesn't really want to work on his post game, why does he need Dirk to do that? That's all I'm saying. Or why does if KP really wants it, why doesn't KP reach out to Dirk? Organizations shouldn't have to do it. Okay. So <clears throat> I think for me, first thing is, does Dirk, like you said, want to do it? I know he's talked about, or he said that if he did become a coach, it would be with Dallas. Um, but I think right now he's still kind of enjoying retirement. It looks like he might be a little bit closer. He was going to a lot of games here at the end of the year. Um, to coming back to the game in some capacity. But yeah, first, does Dirk want to do it? Second, does KP want it? And third, I don't know if KP is built like that. I don't know if his body is built to do the things Dirk did. Dirk had a little ass um, to hold somebody off. <laughs> to hold somebody off when he was in a back down. Like KP can't can't move anybody. He's, he's built different. His legs are long and lanky. He has no weight. It's stanky. And um You wanna continue rapping for us? <laughs> he gets blown over like a hanky. All right, I'm done. I'm done. But yeah, I don't I don't think KP's built. I feel like they have to find a way to get him to that that elbow jumper in some type of way, because that's his shot, that mid-range elbow shot. Uh, but as far as like being able to cook. In a one-on-one back down type scenario, I, I don't know if he's gonna get there physically or mentally because he, he cracks as soon as he misses like one or two. Or the right. team just goes away from him because they don't trust him. Like you say, he ain't built for it, in my opinion. Mentally, I don't think he built for it either. Right. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh next question comes from Dong Shoes, D-O-N-G. S-H-U-E-S. What does your gut tell you about KP being moved out? I sense two motives with Donnie's remarks about Luca. Is either one, trying to show love to KP because Donnie wants to run it back with KP, or two, trying to drive up KP's trade value? Uh, in a simple answer, I believe it's the former. I think he just wants to run it back with KP and he's trying to show him some love. Uh, 
at the at the um the word is escaping me right now but at the cost of you know slandering luca <laughs> knowing luca has 200 million reasons to not be mad about it please please go ahead he's fine <laughs> Uh, you, you, that was all you had to say? Yeah, that was all I had to say. All right, so um, <clears throat> I do think that they will shop KP. I wonder if they care about the value of that trade and if they might be more ready to pay THJ to, to hold on to some semblance of winning that trade and trade KP for the low, which is what I think they're going to end up having to do in a sense. Or if they're going to expect a big return for trading KP. And that's what that's where I believe they probably land and expected a, a huge return. Um, but yeah, they, they, they are aware that they need to potentially... If, can it work with Luka and KP? Of course. But how much... How long are we willing to wait for that to happen when there's potentially better options that will mesh quicker? So that's that's the question. Um, yeah, we'll get into more of that later, I guess. All right. On to the next one. Mavs Misk, which I'm pretty sure is short for miscellaneous. Uh, what do we do if Josh Rich is the opposite? Is why... Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the side is caught up to you. What do we do if Josh Richardson opts in? And why is trading him the correct answer? There's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Part of me is like, let's just keep him next year on a reduced role and see if he can play well enough for his trade value to rise but I don't know if you want to risk it yeah I'm definitely shopping him for the low for whatever I can get second round pick best answer or, or, or best offer is going up on his name <laughs> second round pick man. calling everybody what you giving me for Josh Richardson and whatever the best answer was I'm calling him back they want to laugh and hang up on you <laughs> uh, yeah we next question MFFL Hunter asked, would Marcus Smart fit as the secondary ball handler on the team? Would Miles Turner work at center if we have KP at power forward? Would a lineup of Luka, KP, Smart, THJ, Turner be effective? You really could have just asked this with the last with the last part of your question, <laughs> to be honest. Um, would it be effective that's a tough question. I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, I mean, well, if that's the lineup, I don't know what the bench looks like. But um, obviously, Marcus Smart uh, can play some point guard. He's not really a scorer. Uh, he's more of a, a defender. Point guard can uh, facilitate here and there. Uh, I guess he can take care of that when. Luca isn't able to create shots for guys like THJ and KP, but he's not like a top-notch facilitator. When you see him as a floor general, his best asset is his defense, which is still good next to Luca. Uh, obviously, Turner as the rim protector down the bottom is perfect next to KP and exactly what we need for this team. But 
I feel like it would depend on what our bench looks like, honestly. Um, so yeah, the question is, how are we getting those two without and keeping THJ and Turner? Um, right. I would uh, definitely you mean, approve. You mean THJ and KP? THJ and KP. I'm sorry, I was reading <laughs> at the same time. So yeah, how are we getting them and keeping both of them? That's the first question. Um, second question is, does that raise our talent level? Yes. And at the same time, I don't know if those pieces mesh well um, at all. And I wouldn't, that's not what I would try to do. I wouldn't turn it down because it's more talent, but we, we, I, I think Turner plays too much on the perimeter for it, for him and KP to both be there. It's floating on the perimeter at seven feet. On yeah. That's kind of the, it, that's kind of the reason the Pacers want to trade him now because of some bonus. Right. They're both on the perimeter. So, yeah, so it's kind of a redundancy in a sense, but now if we could get rid of one and get somebody that actually will do something on the interior, that would be great. Uh, I'll just finish it off by saying it raises our floor, but not our ceiling. That's fine with me. Uh, next question come from Preston Sean, the homie. Two trades that I have successfully pulled off on 2K. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Kemba, Kemba and Smart for KP and Brunson. Kemba has one year left on deal, better than KP's, or Brogdon and Turner for Brunson and KP. I prefer the Pacers deal because of the fit. No to both of these trades. Damn. You can go ahead. Mm-hmm. I would do Brunt. I would do uh, Brogdon and Turner. I only say no to that because it's it's not it's not realistic. They're not giving us Brogdon and Turner for Brunson and KP. Yeah, like if if that's an option, that's the better option, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm saying if they're actually going to do that, cool, I'll take it. But that's not realistic, so that's yeah, why so I said no. Yeah. Uh, the right. first one maybe is realistic, but no. So the way I looked at the question was, which one would you do if both were on the table? And I definitely is taking the second one. Well, Easy. yeah. If both were on the table, yes. But I do not know how you were able to pull that off on 2K, honestly. <laughs> uh, because 2K probably values KP. Yeah, they do. He's still at 86 on there. Yeah, so. That, but Miles Turner, no, nah, that, nah, that still don't make sense. I think I Miles Turner, sense. well, I haven't been on 2K this year. Miles Turner is like an 82, 83, and so is Brogdon. So KP's the 86. He's higher. Brunson is an 80. I mean, that averages out, don't it? If 86 and 80 and two 83s, yeah. All I'm going to say is, I don't know how you were able to pull that off. But, oh, man, these y'all got some names on y'all. All right. <laughs> if you catch that reference, tweet me and let me know. Uh, at Ben Zagel. I think I got that right. You're doing the most with these pronunciations. <laughs> V-A-J-D-L Alright, he asked Who would you Who would you, okay Who would you revenge trade KP to? As in what franchise would you like to see him Undermine next? It's payback for past slights I think that's a horrible thing to do That's that's really fucked up I would never do something like that Detroit Oh man I can't get to that level of petty. I'm sorry. Cleveland. 
No, I can't sign to Cleveland. No, wait, Cleveland, Cleveland is good. Cleveland, Cleveland got some talent, man. Right, right, right. You might actually work at Cleveland, like, really well. Man, look, hold up. Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Shetty Osman, KP, and Jared Allen? Yeah, that's a lineup. <laughs> saying, that might that might actually work because Allen actually dumps basketballs. Right. So yeah. having Detroit. KP to help space the floor would actually I'm gonna shut up because I'm giving them ideas now. And then we're gonna trade for Kevin Love. I'm gonna be pissed. He'll do more than KP. No comment. I don't think anybody asked it, so I'm not addressing. <laughs> Next question. Uh comes from the man three yo why you got all these numbers in your name the man three one four one two five bro did they give you that never mind that's more than a zip code that's that's (laughs) that i just made my twitter username Uh, what are y'all thoughts on the offseason below trade kp plus brunson plus others for walker plus smart let's just stop let's let's do that first (laughs) hell no hell no Absolutely not. I feel like your sentiments are the same, sir. I think the rest, the rest matters. I think. Yes, very much so. Honestly, there shouldn't be any others. Yeah, the others throwing me off. Like, who was others? DFS, Maxi. If there are any others, my answer is no. Josh Green. Like, who's who was others? Like, first of all, I wouldn't do that trade anyway. But plus others, no. The plus others is definitely kind of holding me back from just agreeing. I need to know who others are. It doesn't matter who the others are. My answer is no. Uh, <laughs> next one: Sign Laurie Markinen for seventeen million. <clears throat> I would pay to. I would pay Laurie Markinen seventeen million. We ain't getting Laurie Markinen for just. I'm not saying million. we are. No, no, no. I'm saying if okay. he's a restricted free agent, there's no chance that okay. we're getting him for just seventeen. Yeah, the million. Bulls probably but, match that. But if we're signing him and keeping KP, absolutely not. But they're trading KP. Are they? In this scenario. Okay. Yeah, you you know what? You're right. You're right. Okay. And he said sign Rashawn Holmes for 17 million. So our potential lineup. Let's say, let's say the say others are second round picks or something. Okay. Our lineup will be Kimball Walker, Marcus Smart, Luca Doncic, Lori Marketing, and Rashawn Holmes. What do you think about that? Who was at the three? Luca. Wait, you put Luca at the three? Who else I'm going to put at the three? I thought Luca was the point. Give me the lineup one more time. Kemba <clears throat> Walker. Oh, Kemba. I forgot Kemba. Right. Marcus Samoy, Luca Doncic, Lori Markinen, Rashawn Holmes. <sighs> That's not a sexy lineup. It's not. That's a lot of question marks. It's better than what we have. No, for sure. But it's another but, one of those, uh, like I said before, raises our floor, not our ceiling. Yeah, I need, I need a, yeah, I need a short thing in there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see any. That's why I said just go get some reliable role players, man. I'm not gonna say their names because we'll get to that in the later episode. But I got some names in mind that we can possibly get. If they get aggressive. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Next question. Locky R77. If Clippers lose in second round, 
Okay. If Clippers lose in the second round, do you see Kawhi leaving? Where do you think he would go? Do you think there is at least a chance he becomes a Maverick? There it is. No. To all of those, I don't think he leaves. Yeah, I don't think he leaves. He was very clear about wanting to play in L.A. before he left San Antonio. They traded him to Toronto. He won an entire championship, and then he still went to L.A. I think that that's his goal is to be with his family, where he is. Very simple guy. Wore new balances and drove the same car for years in San Antonio. Don't think he cares about chasing around rings or trying to be buddies with randos. If he has buddies, then those are the people that he's going to try to hoop with. No matter how we feel about Paul George, Paul George and Kawhi apparently are friends. So, right. So that that's all that matters to him. He's hooping with his homies in his hometown with his family. He gets to go home to his family half the year when most players don't. I don't. I mean, that's the dream. He's already got multiple rings and multiple finals MVPs. He has nothing else to prove. So, with that being said, no. Don't see Kawhi leaving. I don't. I think he has this misconception that he'll just get up and leave if he doesn't like the way things are going. But yeah, yeah I can't see it. Can't see it. We're more likely to retire, <laughs> if anything. Facts. <clears throat> uh, final question comes from the big homie, literally, Tall Traveler One, asked, "Why do we continue to torture ourselves with this poorly run franchise?" But seriously, no, nah, we got to answer that first. Well, he said, but seriously, so I figured that wasn't nah, a serious we gotta answer the joke too. <laughs> uh, I want You want me to go first? Yes, please. <clears throat> you know, I struggle with this. Actually, I struggle with it when we knew Dirk was about to retire. <clears throat> I struggle with it when I log on and got to deal with these fans every day. Facts. Um, I don't. I mean, loyalty. I, it's hard to when you are a loyal person, which I consider myself. It's hard to hard to justify. Like I wouldn't feel right. Like, am I taking down my Mavs posters? Am I putting up another team? I I just can't see it. I've been a Mavs fan since I before I had hairs on my body. I had my baby teeth still. So, I just can't see myself pulling for another team. I, it's not going to happen. For me. I've been a fan of the Mavs for 18 years. Do crack for 18 years and see how hard it is to quit. <laughs> so, but seriously, if you could have only acquired one play, hold up, shit. Whew. All right, I'm good. I'm good. If you could only acquire one player this offseason from free agency or players rumored to be available via trade, who y'all want? So we're going to do one of each, right? Free agent and trade. Yeah, we can do that. I'll let you go first. I'm going to do a free agent first, and then I'm going to let you do a free agent, and then we can go back and forth like that. Gotcha. I don't have an answer for the other one. <clears throat> free agent, realistic free agents. That's unrestricted. And not, I don't think Chris Paul's leaving, so I don't think he's realistic. Why would he leave the, a great situation? Kawhi Leonard, I don't consider him realistic. Mike Conley, not realistic. So Kyle Lowry, 
becomes my number one. If I could pick one player out of the air that's a free agent, I would say if I if I can like push a button and say this guy's a Maverick next year, it'll be Kyle Lowry. Okay. You want me to go? I can further elaborate if you, if you would like. I mean, you don't have to, but I'll, I'll keep it short. A veteran that can run the offense that Luca would actually listen to if he had gave him some feedback. A champion, and he hits three. So when he's off ball, he can still be effective. Give me that all day. Ideally, for how much? He's currently making 30. I would give him 20 M's. I think he said he wanted 25, right? Yeah. I might be willing to get I'm giving fuck that. I'm giving him 25 M's. You know he likes 36, right? If we talk about yes, I know you all who else is. Don't I swear to God, if you compare this motherfucker to Chris Paul. Who got more rings? I don't give a you know what? (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. I hate that argument. But why why, why 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 can't I why can't why can't I compare him to Chris Paul? You almost triggered me. He's not Chris Paul. They were the same player before that before Kawhi got that ring. And when I say the same player, I mean like they both had shortcomings in the postseason. Good teams, but never got over the hump. Similar numbers. I'm not answering any of that. I'm not saying he's the same guy, but he has his moments. If he if you could say Chris Paul is 99% of that, Kyle Lowry is 90 at least. And I'm taking it. You done? <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, if I had to choose one free agent, if I could press a button and say this guy's a Mav, it would be Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, I know he has a player option. But realistically speaking, he's not going to opt into that contract. He's only currently making $11 million. Spencer Dinwiddie will get more than $11 million on free agency market. Mm. He's young. Another ball handler for Luka. You can start him at shooting guard. You can bring him off the bench. I would give him $20 million. He can score the ball when we need him to. He's proven that he's good in clutch time, so we can count on him. Nice long length pause. So he will be a decent defender. I would love Spencer Dinwiddie on this team. Okay. All right. I respect that. The second part of the question was via trade, right? Yes. So this is where I'm going to go in a different direction and i'm going i'm just doing a quick glance at every single team real quick just the team i can remember the rosters pretty much off the dome but i need to refresh myself by looking at the teams real quick i think i have my answer but i'm trying to make sure i didn't forget somebody so somebody that's been rumored to us was part of the question right uh i don't think let me see go back i I didn't look at the word i'm looking right at it uh Okay, or players rumored to be available via trade, not available to us, but yeah, just available in general. Ah, Fuck, that's actually a harder question than I wanted it to be. I just got so my top two will be James Wiseman and CJ McCollum. 
sorry, what? Wiseman, because I like his upside and potential. I like him as a lob threat for Luka. I like him as a rim protector and rebounder, keeping his job very simple. I like him as a long-term guy who could be Luka's running mate for 20 years. Or we won't go that far, for 10 years. CJ McCollum, again, secondary score, they can take over a game. They could also run the offense. So it's between those two for me, as far as somebody potentially available be via trade that I would want on the Mavs roster. You think CJ is realistic? Depends. I mean, it probably would have to be a three team trade or a THJ. They wouldn't want THJ. We're going to have to give up Porzingis. That's fine with me. That's where I said it doesn't. I don't know. I get it. I get where you're going with it, but I don't know if they would. You don't think it's realistic? I don't think it's realistic for the Blazers. Like they, like they wouldn't want KP. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm thinking like it might have to involve a third team that wants KP. Uh, the James Wiseman thing, I, I get. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Warriors are somewhat interested in KP, I'm sure, but I don't know if they'll be willing to give up Wiseman, even though he doesn't fit their uh, timeline right now. So we'll see. Uh, not going to lie, KP with KP ain't even got the IQ to play on the Warriors team. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, for me, uh, trade target, it would, um, would have to be Miles Turner. Uh, not sure what we would have to give up. Not sure if it would be KP, but a lot of people have said it. I would love him on this team. Uh, rim protector that we need. Very underrated defensive big. Uh, he should have been in defensive player of the year conversations this year, even though he wasn't going to win it. So in, at the end of the day, it didn't matter. But uh, maybe a KP would be involved in that trade. Uh, maybe something else. Uh, from what I've heard, our name isn't attached to the trade rumors, but excuse me, I would very much like it to be Turner. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we. I don't think our name has been attached, but you know how that goes. Yeah. You know um, <clears throat> if we got Turner, I would want KP gone. It doesn't have to necessarily be in that trade, but I would want dump KP for the hot on the next thing smoking. Right. For whatever we can get or get rid of. If we can get some cap space out of it, even better. Right. But yeah, I would definitely enjoy Miles Turner on the squad. Right. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Uh, that does it for the questions. Uh, anything else you wanted to add? <clears throat> Not really. I appreciate y'all coming through for, for us with these questions. Uh, nothing crazy, really. I'm actually yeah. surprised. Y'all, y'all actually did a very good job, and a lot of these were good questions. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I appreciate it all. We'll, we'll do this again at some point. I was about to say, what you think about like once a month? Once a month? We can do that. Yeah, once yeah. a month. Especially Beginning of the month, season. we can do these. I like that. It works for me. Works, works, works. All right, so y'all heard it here. Uh, once a month, Mavs mailbag. Y'all got it. So come with the questions. I'm pretty sure there's going to be new Mavs topics every fucking week, let alone once a month. So y'all have something to ask us. Uh, <laughs> But with that being said, uh, unless you have, well, you said you don't have anything else to add. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. Bibbs is going to get out of here. Uh, you have a movie to be at. Yes, sir. The Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife, whatever the hell that title is. I the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. 
wife's bodyguard, whatever. Must be nice to be a critic and get <laughs> early access to movies. Uh, have you watched Loki? I have not watched Loki yet. I actually started Shit's Creek this week. I have watched that at my friend's house before. It's very funny. I watched the first episode and didn't like it, but I've gone back and now hooked. So yeah, it's, it, it, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, I haven't watched much besides Loki this week, so I guess we can save that. I'm pretty sure by the next episode you have watched Loki. So are they, there'll be two. Ep- huh? Let me ask you, what's are, are they doing one at a time? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I'll next week, up. episode two will be out. Yeah, I'll catch up for next week. Um, actually, you know what? No, no, no. Let's get out of here. We're gonna save Invincible for next week too. <laughs> We're gonna save Invincible. Oh, for oh man, week. yeah, we can go hard on the TV. Yeah. Movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need your review on Invincible next week. So, Bet. Uh, look forward to that. I know you know a lot of people probably you know a lot of Invincible fans are excited about others' opinions on it. So tune in for that. Uh, but until then, we'll holla at y'all. Peace. Peace. You know how hard it was for me to make it through that motherfucker? I, I can tell. I, <laughs> I thought you was about to choke on that hose. <laughs> the way you were struggling. Oh, man. My nose started getting sloppy. I, 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 I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but I can't fuck this up. Sound like you were about to cry, dude. <laughs> voice was troubling. Like, oh, my God. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good thing I was muted because I was about to laugh. I'm glad you were fucking muted. (laughs) Uh, I think we did it. It was good enough. I definitely messed up at one point, but I caught myself.